Ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, joy welcome. This is another special edition of the Cheats Movement on Zoom. You know how we get down. We do podcasts, we do Zoom, we do radio shows, we do everything. But I'm joined by a very special guest, very special guest, designer. I like to say entrepreneur because I know he's got his business squared away right now. But if you don't know, there's something really special going on in the in the in the hat community, fitted hat community, um, and they and designers are now the new the, the new influencers of all elks. And this gentleman that's joining me right now, Manolo Prado, is at the yes. top of his game doing his thing. So Manolo, welcome to the welcome to the Zoom, brother. Thanks for the conversation. Hey, I appreciate it, man. I thank you guys for having me. Man, let's let let, let me jump right into it because. I think people see where you are now. And if you uh-huh. haven't been following, he's been everywhere. Manolo's been everywhere. So if you haven't been following uh, what he's doing, what his releases now and his, and his special designs. And I mean, I don't, I don't even have them because when they, they go away so fast when they drop. Um, but let's start now. Cause you just recently dropped a really big announcement that you signed a deal to help design with lids. We're going to get into all of that. Okay. Um, but but when you look at what's happening now, and you, it, I, I always laugh because the best new artist, like when we look at these award shows and they say best new artist or the person that's got, got the juice right now, they always tell a story that that was 15, 10, you know, I don't know how many years, a lifetime of making that, to making that leap to people just kind of really getting, getting caught up to right. speed right now. Manolo, yeah. how long how long was your journey in, in design and product in, to, to get to where you are now, where you're all over the place and, and, and making some big deals? Um, as far as fashion, I've been um, designing fashion for since the 11th grade in high school, right? I popped my this is way before Instagram. This is before Instagram. Instagram wasn't even a thought yet. I popped in the 12th grade in my freshman year in college. My designs became well known. Give me, give me a give me a year. Give me a year. Give you a what? Give me a, a year. year. Don't, oh, I don't want to date you, but I want to know. I want people oh, to understand. No, that's fine. I mean, I'm old as hell. So <laughs> we got this is 2000. Okay. 2000, I started officially making clothes. I was an AP art student and I entered an art contest. In the art contest, I my submission was this thick ass book where I used to draw the same character and I would give them different outfits. Now, I was best dressed in high school. So I had this weird obsession with clothes. Okay. But I wasn't a designer. I wanted to be an artist, like a like a like a painter. Okay. And, uh, my art teacher Without me knowing, without me knowing, she took my art pad out of the cage. We had cages in our art in our art class, and each student, each AP student had an um, art cage. And she submitted my book because she knew I wasn't going to be looking for it because I was just into other shit, bro. I was into chicks. I was in, you know, I was just into a bunch of nonsense, and I wasn't really focused, focused on my art. She submitted it. I ended up winning the whole state competition without even knowing. Um, yeah, like she didn't invite me to it. She went by herself because she knew I would have been like, no, nah, I don't want to go because she knew I was on some I, I was playing around with my gift. And um, <clears throat> she brought back 
the little certificate showing that I won. And she lied to them saying that I couldn't make it. And, and after that, she had a long talk with me. And after that, I decided I wanted to make clothes. Hmm. And in the 12th grade, I actually started making clothes. And by my freshman year in college, the designs I were doing were well-known by all the rappers and they were buying all the stuff from me. So and this, that, is, in, that, and this that, is in Atlanta? This is in Atlanta. Okay. That was 2001, 2002. So from 2002 to like 2008, my designs were popping, but then the, the, the uh, throwback jersey shit kind of went out of style and I kind of lost my edge, right? So I then linked up with a, this now we're talking about around the time Instagram is created and all of that. And um, I wasn't on Instagram for like two years. I didn't, I didn't care for it. I didn't want to do it. A friend of mine told me, Nolo, you got to start an Instagram and start showing off your shoes because I was a big shoe collector. Show off your shoes, okay. show off your designs, bro. Trust me, you're going to, trust me, people going to pay attention. I said, all right, cool, whatever. I'll, I'll make it. I made it. I, I made it. <laughs> I made it to show off my shoes. What ended up happening was I I I, I ended up stepping in some shit and I did a big sneaker battle with a couple of huge um, sneaker influencers, Greg Street, Mayor. Uh, mm-hmm. They'll deny it to this day, but they lost the battle to me. And what? I beat the battle. Not, not Mayor. Not Mayor. Yeah, mayor. Yeah, and it kind of yeah, man. Wow. Yeah. And it kind of and it kind of it helped my name get out there. Not for the clothes though, just for the wow. shoes. Wow. But it made big people names. start right. But that was on Twitter. The battle was on Twitter. Okay. So because I didn't want to start a Twitter either, and my boy convinced <laughs> me to start everything. I was like, all right, bro, I'll do all of this shit. You're telling me to do it. It's gonna help me make some money. Right. And I did. And um. That's kind of how my name got out there in the in the sneaker world, and then it started making people pay attention to the clothing I was doing because I was doing custom clothing, and um, I started a clothing line called called Ghost Label NYC with uh, Soli Ghost, a big sneaker collector up in um, New York, mm-hmm. and that clothing line went bananas, and then that's where I kind of made like the bulk of my money that I made. Um, it was a very successful brand, and. Um, that's kind of the timeline and a very quick synopsis of how I got to where I'm at right now. So, so, so there's a lot, look, there's a lot to unpack, right? There's a lot to unpack. And just that, that journey from, cause it's 2021. So you're talking about yes, I'm talking always about having a passion, but having a discoverable gift from, for the last 20 plus years. Yes. And I've been able to make a living off of my gift for the, I've been able. So when I was, when I graduated, the, the day before I graduated high school, I got a job at Wachovia Bank, which is now Wells Fargo Bank. Right. And I worked there 10 years. I worked, I worked at the bank for 10 years. Oh, appreciate it, bro. And what ended up happening was when Wachovia merged with, um, Wells Fargo. Can I get um I need some Heinz 57 sauce. You just put something in a bowl, but I don't need no pickles. So when so when Wells Fargo merged with Wachovia, they laid off all the people. And I told myself I'm never gonna work for anybody. Now yeah. while I was working, while I was working at the bank, while I was working at the bank, 
because they gave me a bullshit ass severance package. Bullshit. I couldn't do nothing with it. Hmm. After when, 10 years. After 10 years. So they let all the, the, the Wachovia. They, here's the crazy part. They made us train the Wells Fargo employees and then fired all of the Wachovia right. right. after they learned the system. All right. right. Cool. So I told myself, I'm never working for nobody. Right. Um, I was still doing clothes while I was working at the bank. I just wasn't doing it full time. I wasn't right. doing it like full time. I'd get some orders, you know, a couple of, you know, I'm in Atlanta. So a lot of dope boys, a lot of dope boys order stuff from me. They'll spend big bucks. So I'll be making these large chunks of, of money, but it was just sporadic. You know what I mean? Maybe once or twice a month, you know what I mean? Opposed to every day. And um, when they let me go, you know, I panicked. You know, I panicked. You know what I mean? I'm what? I'm what? I think I was like 20. Four, 25 or something like that. And I'm, you know, 24, 25 working at the bank, you got saving all the money in the world, you know what I'm saying? So, all right, no problem. I did some bullshit. I did what every, <laughs> no problem. I did what every, uh, not, I'm not going to say what every person do, but I did what I wasn't supposed to do, and I started selling that shit, all right? Right, you were so in the I, I, Right. And um, I hit the streets, and uh, that wasn't for me because I was never that person because I don't mm-hmm. I don't do it so it didn't work out for me so that was short lived and okay all right thank you all right yeah so so check it man that didn't work out so I said yo I'm I'm off of this man I'm about to just do clothes for real so I took the little money I had and went and bought a bunch of fabrics. And I started making pieces, not for anybody, not even for myself. I was just having all of these ideas I had to get out of my head. Man. And I started making these pieces and they just started selling like crazy. Right. And they were very intricate pieces. So I was charging, you know, five, six hundred dollars a piece and people, they were just buying them up. And that's kind of how I officially started making a living off of clothing. You know so, what I mean by yeah. So let me ask this because it, it sounds like a crazy period of time with with, right. with with the end of the run with the bank. But but right. looking back on it, was mm-hmm. that moment like that time period, the time period you felt like it put the battery in your back? Oh, let me really... tell you something, bro. That 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 is the moment. Everybody, you know, everybody have those moments, and when you're going through it, you don't think that's the moment. But I remember when I went back to the bank, right? I went back to the bank. To because I stopped going inside the bank because I still banked with Wells Fargo. Right. And I remember, um, I'm not trying to put all my business out here, but I'm gonna just tell oh, you. This look, so, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, let's get into scared. it. Let's get into it. Yeah, I'm kind of transparent. <laughs> so look, I go to the bank, I go to the bank, and remember I told you they laid off, they laid off my entire branch except the branch manager. Oh wow! Everybody but Tanya. They laid everybody off but Tanya. It was eleven of them. They laid them. They, they laid us all, all off. So, I would just bank online. I would do all my banking online. I was getting paid through PayPal and all that stuff. So, it, 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 there was never no need for me to go into the bank. I never handled cash. Everything was PayPal. Everything was electric. Um, and if I did have cash, I'll just keep it on me for emergencies and shit. So, I remember I had to go into the bank. I had got paid by a stylist 
it was like an $8,000 check and I got paid by a stylist. So I had to go into the bank to um, cash deposit. the check and deposit. Yeah, yeah. Right. Because it was a it was actually a Wells Fargo check that she paid me. With. So I had to go in there. And anytime I get paid with a check, I'll go to the bank that the check is written on, cash the check, and then deposit cash. Because you never know when he's you never know how people handle them, right, uh, right. manage their money. You could deposit that shit bounce. So it was, it, it just so happened to be a Wells Fargo. I go to the branch, I was literally four minutes from my house. And a few of my old coworkers got rehired at the bank. So I'm like, oh shit, what's up? Uh, uh, my homegirl, Lindsay. Lindsay was a hippie. So I'm like, Lindsay, I need to cash this check. She said, damn, Manny, what the hell are you doing to get an $8,000 check? I said, should I make it you know I said, well, I, I, I decided to start making clothes full-time. And she was like, oh, my God, we used to always talk about it at work. And she was like, hey, oh, my God, I can't believe it's working out for you. And when she put on my account, at that time, I had I had a little over $100,000. And she just started crying. Mm. she just started crying so that was like she was so happy hey Manola you're breaking up a little bit Um, yeah you're breaking up that's because my phone is trying to connect to the Wi-Fi okay I just look hold on hold on hold on hold on okay ladies and gentlemen the voice you are hearing is Manolo Prado entrepreneur designer we're going to get into even more about what he has going on. As you can see, he's a man on the move, too. <laughs> he's a man on the move, yeah, on the too. Move. But it, My it, phone it is trying to connect to Wi-Fi. It's My phone is trying to connect to the Wi-Fi, so... Let's, see let's get back into it if you're in. Because you said, like... like Another thing, though, and, and, and I don't know, you might r- realize this and recognize this, um, because this is the first time we're speaking, mm-hmm. but for you to be able to connect to folks... That they care and, and and want you to win so much that a woman was breaking down crying because of your success. That's yeah. crazy. Yeah, that is. That is crazy. That's dope, though. That's, clearly, you've made an impression on on the people that you've been around. That may you may maybe you realize it, maybe you don't. But that's that's special. I mean, shit. I, I you know I worked with them for ten years. Right. It was the same staff for ten years, so it that's wasn't dope, something. Though. Right. So we were like, we would go out after work and all, you know, all that kind of stuff. Right. So she was so happy. So that was kind of the moment that was like, oh shit, Nolo, like you might be on to something. You, you like, like leaving, leaving this job was, it was, that was the moment of clarity. Mm. That was the sign. God was like, bro, you bigger than this. You got to go. I, I, so I, I am. I am very interested too in you being in this world of design, uh, fashion, sneakers, um, making it all happen right in Atlanta during the time periods that you're mentioning. Because, okay, you froze. You got me? Hold on one second. Oh, yeah. Okay, there you go. There Did you, you hear me? Did you hear me? Uh, no, go ahead. I'm going to repeat the question because I, I was like, yeah. I was really interested. Um, and you being in that world of fashion, design, sneakers, uh, culture in Atlanta 
during the during the time period that you're talking about. If you talk about 2000s, even up until now, this is obviously where big hip hop community culture show. Right. The fact that this is going through the whole South has got something to say type, almost taking over the entire industry. And you're right there yeah. with, you know, working in design and working in fashion and working in this culture where I'm sure hip hop was the dominant backdrop of all of this. Fact. What, did, what did you see? Like, when did you realize like Atlanta was going to be what it is now? Like the wave people can talk about 2021 and where everything is now, but no doubt about it. Atlanta had a run or is having a run that might be still ongoing. That's almost unprecedented in hip hop culture from the time that you were involved. It is, is, is honestly for us, for eight aliens, we knew, okay, so as far as hip-hop goes, of course, we had Outkast, we had Goody Mob, we had Kilo Ali, you know, we had the whole Buddha shape uh, sound, right, right? right? We had So So Death, right? But when we're talking about, so here's the thing, there was segregation in hip-hop, okay? New York was the mecca. Right. L.A. had its own world, Texas had its own world, Atlanta, Georgia, we were, like, like us in Atlanta, we listened to everything. We bought every music we like when these records drop we went to the record stores to buy all the west coast albums all the texas albums all the louisiana albums all the new york albums we listened to everything but nobody listened to us Uh... right now we had outcast right we had goody mob nobody listened to goody mob but everybody listened to outcast because outcast outcast was the um outcast was the big was the big breakout right. from Atlanta, Georgia. But right. even still, you know, we couldn't really get no love from New York. Um, we didn't really get West Coast love like that. A lot of people say, no, we was listening to Outkast. Yeah, you were listening to Outkast, but not the majority that we're speaking <laughs> about, right? So realistically, when we knew that we, that Atlanta was about to take over the music game was with Little John. When Lil John made crunk music, when crunk music hit and the entire world started right. listening to us, right. that's when we knew that we were about to have a moment in music. After Lil John, we thought it was done. We was like, oh shit, it's done. Then we got then we hit y'all ass with Soldier Boy. Right. Right? Right. We hit you with Soldier Boy. After Soldier Boy. Now, mind you, we didn't we didn't care for Soldier Boy. He was kitty. He couldn't right, rap right, the shit. Right. This but, is Superman, Superman time. Right, but that has nothing to do with the impact he had right. on the music industry. Right, and that's what we're talking about. Yeah, we absolutely. personally, you know, it was like okay, whatever. You know, what I'm saying we gonna let the teeny boppers have that. But as far as the the uh, the cats in their twenties and their thirties and shit, they weren't listening to Soldier Boy. But Atlanta had a grasp. On the industry when Soldier Boy hit. So we had Lil John and that music went worldwide. Then we right. had Soldier Boy. His one song went global. After that, the fucking Migos happened. Yeah. yeah. And then yeah. after the Migos happened, they introduced a pattern flow that everybody just kind of adapted their style to. And then when you had the New York rappers start rapping like the down south rappers, we was like, oh shit, we really got. It. We really you know, got it. You know who 
is and and you'll know why when I say it, but you know who's had a thread through this that can't be ignored, but but is I think in many ways underappreciated. In Atlanta, from Atlanta. From Atlanta. Yeah, okay. You know where I'm going with this. Maybe. I'm Ludacris. Oh, Luda. So okay. Luda, Luda's run. Well, I'm talking about when Luda was dropping right. bomb after bomb after bomb right. after bomb. And then right. he, he was able to parlay that into I think I think he gets overlooked because now he is seen as even more commercial, right? Right. So yeah, see Luda. So Luda's from my side of town. He went to school with my older brother. He's a little older than me. So, um, you know, Luda was friends with my older brother. So with Luda, what happened was, see, Luda did not start a movement that caused a shift in music. What Luda did was he became a mega star, Right. right? And he became the star that every corner of the states decided we're going to accept him. We'll play his music. We ain't playing that other shit, but we'll play Luda. You know what I'm saying? So in Cali, they were rocking with Luda. In New York, they was rocking with Luda because Luda did not rap how people envision Atlanta rappers. You see, Outkast, Dre and Big was so far ahead of their time that the way that they was rapping, the things they were saying embodied Atlanta, but the way that they were rapping, their delivery wasn't representative of what the young Atlanta rapper wanted to rap like. The young Atlanta Atlanta rapper wanted to rap like the Migos and wanted to rap like Soldier Boy. They didn't really want to make too much sense. They didn't really want to say (laughs) something that was impactful. You know what I mean? Whereas Outkast and Big, they were I, I'm I'm enjoying big and goody. Just the Dungeon Family period. They were so far. They were so far ahead of their time. So their flow pattern isn't what Atlanta people like. There's nobody in Atlanta that used to try to rap like. There's no rapper that blew out of Atlanta that rapped like Outkast. Right. You see what I'm saying? Right. But there are plenty. There's plenty of rappers that blew out of Atlanta that rap like Soldier Boy. Sure. That rap like the Migos. Sure. That yell a bunch of shit like Lil John because it was easy it was it was easy so it was, it's a different th- those right. patterns and and, right. and the, the other thing is too is a little bit of bias when it comes to um when it comes to the south we see this all the time but it, it's a little bit of bias when you have really heavy lyrical lyrical content no matter where you're from they want right. to try to hearken you back to the roots of, of now and again, this isn't there, this isn't New York's fault, but it's like if you're super lyrical, the next thing they'll say is, "Oh, you know, Outkast doesn't rap like Atlanta rappers." And I'm, I'm gonna exactly. give you another example: J. Cole out of North Carolina, super lyrical. Oh, J. Cole doesn't rap like a North Carolina rapper. Kendrick, like, what does that even mean? Right, Kendrick, super lyrical. Oh, he's yep. not really a West Coast rapper. He's doing what they did. So it's like this bias where it's like if you're if you have that content, that intellect in, a, in something that, you know, is different, you know, real quick. And I want to get back to you. I want to get back to you and, and mm-hmm. we get back to this. But mm-hmm. what, what you were telling me about Ludacris reminds me of how the world captured 50 Cent. Yeah, because yeah. 
because, like you said, Fifty Cent didn't start a movement. No. But when that when he was so ubiquitous after like he linked up with Dre and M and get rich and die trying dropped and it's like that kind of reminds me of how you're describing Ludacris because it's like Luda. yeah Ludacris didn't invent the wheel. No, nah. he but but well, you know what Luda did though that was really smart. He knew timing about like he was on the Khaled records at the right time. Oh yeah, <laughs> he was with oh, Ross. Yeah. He was with Ross at the right time. You know what I'm oh, saying? Yeah. He did the tracks with Nate Dogg at the right time. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, he on that. Luda was, was on that. He was so smart. Maybe that harkens back to his radio, you know, background and so forth. But all right, so let me ask this because the way that I picked up on what you were doing in Richmond, Virginia, from what you've been putting in work for a long time, but the way I picked it up is what you're doing now with this wave of fitted hats. Right. And, and the designs that you're doing with hats and the fact that I can't even get a Manolo <laughs> as soon as they drop. I can't even get, because you're big all over now, but you're like, in this community, it's like, oh, you know, it's a Manolo collab with whatever. And it's right. just, it's, it's crazy. It's bananas right now. And so yeah. I'm, I'm very interested to get your take about one aspect of your background and what you're telling me and what's happening now. Mm -hmm. How do you compare what's happening right now? Because it seems like the fitted hat wave right now, pandemic, post-pandemic-ish, but, but, but really took off into a movement that reminds me of sneaker culture. Oh, yeah. When, when, when sneakers really went from, you know, we're going... I'm driving three states to go, you know, get behind the counter at a point. Like it, it's what's happening with hats now reminds me of a modern what happened to sneaker culture to the point now where I don't even collect sneakers, but I'm all over these hats. Right. How, how so, do you see the parallel? I mean, there is a parallel. See, there is a parallel, and it's it's a narrative we can control if we don't get greedy. This and what I mean by that, this is what I mean. I'm a huge shoe collector. That's what I'm still, known for. Still, still. I'm a okay. Huge see, shoe I'm. All, I was on shoes. I'm I mean, on shoes. These are all. These are all shoes I bought like this week. Just. Oh wow! Oh wow! Manolo, just what a bunch you of things. I don't know what I'm doing. Just, I don't, just like, I don't just like work. Just like work. All right. So look. Here's the thing. Here's the difference between sneakers and hats. The difference between sneakers is that. There's only a few major brands. You got Nike, you got Reebok, you got Fila, you got New Balance, who's becoming a heavy competitor now, right? And you got um Easy. Right. Right. So there's only a handful of, of brands that can even fight in the ring with Nike to be collector worthy, right? Right. And Reebok they're hit, they're, they're hit or miss. They miss a lot of times as far as appealing to the sneaker head that's a collector. So, boom. So, really, let's just say Nike is the driving nut, right? right. The difference they, between well, they the are. They're the, the gorilla. Right. So, the difference between the hats and the shoes is that there's a lot of hat stores. There's a lot of hat stores that people buy hats from, mm -hmm. right? So, let's just look at those, those stores as brands. Right. Those stores are brands. 
There's way more brands in the hat world than there is in the sneaker world. But what has happened in the hat world is these collaborations, like my collaboration and these, these, uh, these storytelling. It's the storytelling that kind of bridged that gap between um, just a hat being a hat and the hat being a collector's item and a must-have and a panic hat, right? And, and it started to camp out. So the pink bottoms, of course, uh, Frosty Preem and, and, and Justin over at Hat Club, they created the wave that kind of um, started this whole hat move. Because you got to understand this, this hat thing is only, a, it's, it, it's only a few years old. You have people who's been collecting hats for years, but right. that's not what we're talking about. We're no. talking about this community that has this new community that has surfaced in the hat world okay. and within the urban culture, right? Right. So the only way we can stay equal to the sneaker world is if we don't get greedy. And what I mean by that is when Nike drop a shoe, they're going to retro that shoe, right? But they're going to retro that shoe eight, nine years later. In the hat world, a store will design a hat, put a dope story behind it, order the hats, not knowing if the hats are going to sell good or not. So what they'll do is they'll order 100 hats. Okay. The 100 hats sell out in seconds, and then they'll open up a pre-order. Now, once you open up the pre-order, the hat no longer is a panic hat. It's not a panic hat. It's not a must-have hat. Now it's a hat that literally anybody in the world can have. Mm-hmm. And that's the greed part. That's where you kill the hype, right? So me, when they did my hats, uh, when I did my hats, no, when I did my hat, hold on, because you've done so many. <laughs> Let's keep it a thousand. You've done so many. You've well, done so many collabs right now, right? Well, but you're talking. Well, are you I, talking about the Manolo M? I'm I'm talking about the hat club. So okay. as of right now. I've only released one collab, and that's with Hat Club. And it was okay. Impos- impossible to get. Shout, right. Shout out to my homie uh, Hat Crawler who said you made one of his favorite. He he's got thousands of hats. He said right. your joint, the the peach peach bottom all black joint. Yeah, that was his, his one first, of his favorite hats. Yeah, that was his first side patch. He hates side patches, but he, right, he, he, right. He, he said it was his favorite hat. joint. Right. So when I did my collab with Hat Club. And and they sold out instantly. We didn't know if they were gonna they were gonna sell out because they were brave hats, right? And brave hats at the time weren't the most sought after hats. Milwaukee right? Braves though. Right. Well, Milwaukee yeah, Braves, they, 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 Atlanta yeah. Braves. Like okay, nobody okay. wants those hats. Like okay. like the community, the community that we're appealing to right now, it, it, the Braves hats weren't hats that people were looking for. Okay. Um, and when I did my hats, that logo Braves hats period became more sought after right so when I did my collection and it sold out quick hat club didn't know if if it was going to sell out quick I didn't know I didn't care I just wanted to get my designs out there and tell the story behind the hats they sold out in seconds right and then I got my personal collection in and then um they they sold out in a day hat club hit me and said hey look people asking for a pre-order do you want to do a pre-order? I said, no, I'm not doing no pre-order. Because once you open up the pre-order, at that point, my hats mean nothing. Ugh. Now, 
stores are going to argue and say, that's not true. We've done plenty of pre-orders and the hat still means something. No, they don't. They don't. They don't, they don't this hurts. This personally hurts my heart. Continue on. Right. So they asked me if I want to do a pre-order. I said, no, I don't want to do a pre-order. Right. They said, okay, all right, cool. So I was like, yeah. So then my inbox was going slap bananas. Right. right. So I hit them back. I said, look, I don't want to do a pre-order, but I want to do a restock. They said, all right, cool. How many hats you want to order? I said, I want to order 600. I meant 750 hats. They said, God damn, 750 hats. What, what, you, what, what you doing that for? Because, well, because just to be clear, though, because the first order was 100. My order, no. I don't know how many hat club orders. Okay. I just want to, because I want people to have a contrast to the 750. Okay. Yeah, yeah. All right, cool. Me, I only ordered 125 hats, the first release. Okay. I ordered 125 hats. I wasn't sure they were going to sell out. They sold out in a day. Mind you, Hat Club released my hats before I got my hats. Break it down. How does that even work? So New Era sends Hat Club the hats. Mm-hmm. Once the hats come in, Hat Club sells them. Right? Mm-hmm. Okay. So New Era ships Hat Club's the hat. Hat Club then goes through the inventory, picks out my hats and my sizes, and then they mail them to, to me. So while they were in the air getting mailed to me, Hat Club released the hats. <laughs> right? And they sold out quick. Right. They this is amazing. Right. They sold out quick. And then my hats got to me like two days later. I showed that I had my hats. I'm thinking, damn, everybody already got the hats from Hat Club. So they might not, my hats might take like, you know, a month or so to sell. Shit. Same day, gone. Hat and gone. just and just so the audience, because a lot of the audience isn't is is immersed in the culture as like like I understand, but just so we're clear, you can sell your hats on your site is what's happening here. Yeah. And yes. Hat Club will sell your hats on their site. Yes. So what, for people that are just kind of picking up on this and, and, and vibing with your story, what, what's happening is Hat Club got them first, they put them out you, before you could even yeah. have them to put on your site. Yes. And so yeah. then you put about 125 on your site. They were gone. They were and then gone. you restocked them on the website. I sold them all through Instagram. I just sold them right. through DM and they were gone. Yes. So, yes. What you're saying is right, though. I didn't put okay. them on the website. I just sold them. And, and then, um, then you didn't do a restock with Hat Club. You re-upped your situation. No. No, 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 no. no. I didn't do a pre-order. Mm-hmm. Okay, I, I got call you. Hat I got Club you. back. Right, I call Hat Club back because I'm getting my hats through Hat Club because I don't have a new era account, so I have right. to go through Hat Club to get the uh, hats. I hit Hat Club back. I hit Justin back. Say, Yo, Justin, I need to order 750 hats. Justin say, God damn, why are you ordering so many hats? So I say, well, What you mean? You know, because I got about a thousand DMs, so I know I can sell the hats. Right. So I'm like, What you mean? He tells me the most anyone has ordered. On a restock was 300 hats. And that was and that was with uh that was uh J Tips. He said mm-hmm. J Tips has ordered the most hats from us. He ordered 300 hats. That was at that time. I, he probably ordering like crazy fucking hats now. But. <laughs> so I said, I said, oh shit, that's cool, but I need 750 hats. And he was like, shit, I right. so <laughs> hat club, hat club wasn't gonna restock the hats. Because I told him I didn't want to do no no restock. I didn't want to do nothing. So when I 
hit him back with a restock. He said, well, let me see what they say. So he he hit who he had to hit, and Justin called me back like, they said, fuck it, if you ordering that many hats, we going to restock too. So I said, all right, cool, go ahead and restock. So they right, but you have that. I mean, you have no real say in, in that. They, right, like, right. You can't be like, well, nah. The good thing about Hat Club is, like, they don't, they ask you, like, yo, you want to do this? You want to do that? So when I told them no restock, they said, all right, fuck it, no restock. Right. They was just like, we good. Right. We good right. money. Right. Okay. They asked me if I want to do a pre order. I said, no. They said, okay, cool. Now, right. they could have went behind my back and did it, but that would have just ruined the relationship. And for what? You know what I mean? So, um, when I called back for a restock, they hit me back like, yo, if you don't get that many, you mind away from restock. I was like, no, go ahead. Some, hey, some, some, just hit with, some just hit with your audio, too. I don't know if it's. Are you serious? Yeah, I mean, I can, I can hear you, but it's different than literally the whole conversation previous to that. Like, it might be going through a different Yeah, that happens on Zoom. I got to leave and come back. Oh, it's all, it's all good. You want to, you, not, nah, well, hold on. I want to hear this. So I want to hear this. This is, you went to, you went to some real, right. you went to some yeah, real I'm strong content right now. Behind the scenes shit, right? I'm giving y'all behind the scenes So, Hat Club said, all right, cool. We'll, re- we'll restock it. And that's how the restock happened. Now, I'm happy the restock happened. Check this out. These are the little details that hat collectors pay attention to. Um, can you hear me clear? Not clear. So, all right, let's 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 take the break and come back. So, what do we got to do? What do we got to do? I'm going to stay I, on. I, you get out and get up. I'm going to leave and I'm okay. going to come back. Okay. Right. Yo, ladies and gentlemen, Manolo Prado is giving us some, some real gems. So, uh, we're going to keep this thing going, but he is giving us some real gems right now. We really appreciate it. Can you get me clear now? Yeah, you're perfect. You're perfect. Yeah, clear as day. All right, so 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 check me out. So my first run of hats, they were made in China. Okay. I don't care for China hats. This okay, new era production. New era. Yeah, new in era. In China. Because they do China and right. Bangladesh. Right. right. My my second, my restock was for bang bangs. We call it bang bang. They okay. were Bangladesh. So they fit all. Oh, they just oh, they're just beautiful. So my second run was uh Bangladesh. Needless to say, I had all the hats. I I released the hats differently because people start botting. They start botting hats. Mm-hmm. They start using bots to get the hats. So I didn't want to put it on my website because I know my website ain't blocking no bots. Right. My website and all the bots. Eat. So I decided to again. I knew it was going to take me time to do it. But I wanted to spread out how I release my hats to give everybody a fair shot. So I've, I've released the hats like in three different waves. And it took me about six days to sell all 700, uh, 750 hats. But I could have sold them in one day, but I did not want to. Right. I wanted to prolong this thing. I wanted to build my prototype page. I wanted to build engagement. I wanted to talk to the people because... I wanted to talk to the people. I wanted to, I wanted to jail with them. You know what I mean? So I was doing lives, right. I was doing shot drops, I was doing waffles, which is raffles. I was doing raffles. I was communicating with the with the community. You know what I'm saying? I was I was letting them know, like, yo, I'm doing this shit for y'all so that y'all can get the hats fair and square. And that's how I released the hats. Let me ask this, because I I, I want to get to the heart of it too. And and I can already tell. 
um, just by how you move and just the time we've been talking um, that, you know, you're a personable person, social uh, people, uh, like I said, people are drawn to you in many ways. Um, how does a Atlanta designer <laughs> get hooked up to a, get, yeah. get, get a relationship with the NoHo, I'm assuming it's NoHo Hat Club when you talk yeah. about uh, the, the Wave to, cool to, story. To, to do a collaboration? Cool story. I don't know if it's cool, but I'm gonna just I'm gonna just oh no, it's gonna be I, I trust you. All right, so look, I've been buying hats my whole life. I wear snapbacks and fits, right? Um, but you you gotta remember when I was in high school, it was only fitted hats. Snapbacks had been long gone since the 80s and the early night in the late 90s, hell, really the early 90s, and it was all fitted. So all we did was buy fitted hats. So everybody who wore hats, wore collective fitted hats. It is what it is, right? So um, as I got older, I slowed down on buying hats, right? I slowed down on buying hats because I started wanting to wear my hair like like Nas, you know, the, the fade, <laughs> half moon, the wave. Right, 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 the crescent. The, you know what I mean, I was, on my, I was on my pretty boy shit, right? Queens is the flies. Right, I was on my pretty boy shit, right? So, uh, so this is what happened. This is what happened. I'm going to tell you how I got linked up with Hat Club. Hat Club released a hat. Right? No. Rewind. I have a client. Um, I have a client. And he's good friends with, uh, with Justin. Right? What the Braille on Instagram. Right? And He would always inbox me, New York dude. He would always inbox me, big me up. Uh, every time I post something on Instagram, he'll DM me, let me know it's dope and all of that, right? And he was like, yo, I really want to hook you up with my boy Justin. And I'm like, who the fuck is Justin? And um, he's like, he he works for Hat Club. I'm like, all right, cool. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, I was very familiar with Hat Club, but Hat Club wasn't as big as it is now. So Hat Club released a hat. They released a Hat Club exclusive. It was the New York Yankees timeline hat, mm-hmm. right? The hat with all the timeline logos. Yeah, no, I'm familiar. I'm familiar. I was obsessed with that hat. And I got mm-hmm. through online, right? I got the hat. When the hat came in, I made a hoodie to match the hat. Uh, right? I see. When I made the hoodie to match the hat, I did a YouTube video about it. Right? Okay. I did a YouTube and what happened was the bridge between me and Justin, he, the homie Quan, he kept bugging Justin to work with me on what I did not know. I was like, well, I don't know. I don't do hats. I don't, I don't do that shit. So I don't even know why you're even trying to bridge this gap. But he was like, yo, you really need to get up with Justin. And he's telling Justin, yo, you really need to rock with Manolo. Now, Justin's a New Yorker. Me, I'm Southern. We have hospitality. So I'm open. I'm like, all right, bro, whatever you say, let's do it. Justin's like, why the hell am I going to mess with you? He's a New Yorker. He's like, well, uh, who the fuck is this guy? You keep telling me about this guy. Who is this guy? Anyway. <laughs> so Justin, Justin. Um, and you're being this- kind. And you're being right. kind too, because I know a lot of New Yorkers, and it, it was not that kind when they'd be like, yeah. "Yo, who is this dude? Right. Like, get, get out right. of my ear." 
it. He's probably like, who why, why the <laughs> So Justin finally goes to my Instagram page and sees what I do for a living. Okay. Is I do a lot of sports related clothing. I'm obsessed with MLB logos. So that's why the majority of my stuff is all sports related. Even though I can do anything. I can make you a suit. I can I can do anything. I can do whatever you want. But I me personally, I love making sports related pieces. So Justin had a Braves jersey that he wanted to put Deion Sanders name and number on the back. So he finally hit me like, yo, what's up, man? My boy Quan's telling me about you. I got some work that I want done. So I'm thinking to myself, oh, this is what he was talking about. Like, he just wanted to link us up so that I can do some work for him. So I'm like, all right, cool. So I did the jersey for Justin. I did it. I sent it back to him. He loved it, right? He loved it. And he uh, he called me, right? He called me and he's like, yo, I saw the hoodie that you did for the timeline hat. He was like, that was dope. I was like, all right, bro, appreciate it. He was like, um, I kind of want to start my own thing. So, you know, uh, any knowledge will help. So basically, I, me and him started talking about clothing because he wanted to do his own thing. I said, all right, cool. So at this time, I'm not even gonna lie, bro. I didn't know that he was like, the hat designer guy, you know what I mean? I, I didn't know. I knew he worked for hats. Right. I knew he designed hats. Right. I just didn't know that he was that guy because he didn't have no following. He didn't have nothing. So as I so as the days went by, we started talking on the phone more. And what ended up happening was he found out that I collect old Mitchell and Ness jerseys. And a lot of the jerseys didn't have hats to go with them. So I wanted to make hats that match the jersey. So he was like, yo, I can make those for you. I can just make you one hat. So hmm. I was like, oh, I ain't back. So I just sent, so he was like, just text me all the hats you need made and I will order them for you. I was like, all right, cool. So I ended up sending him a long ass list of hats that I needed, which none of them got fucking made, Justin. Not one of them. <laughs> I was about to say one hat is impressive. Right, so... I sent him all these hats I needed. They were just, it wasn't nothing that I was designing. I was basically just matching the jersey exactly. So I would send him a picture of the jersey and then I'll send him like the hat breakdown. He was like, all right, cool. And um one day he called me and he's like, yo, um, you want to do a collection? I mean, he was like, no, you 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 want no, 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 no. I'm lying. I'm lying. Please don't let me lie. He called me and we're talking. I said, Justin, bro, I got this idea for a Braves hat that I want to do. And I was like, I really got an idea for a few Braves hats. But, you know, I know you said you could just make me one hat, so I want you to make me this hat. He was like, all right, what is it? I was like, yo, it's the two-tone, it's the regular Braves hat, but I want the brown bottom for the dirty stuff, for the mud, you know what I mean? And I want the side patch to be the color of a peach. He was like, all right, cool, I'll mock it up. And he mocked it up. And then he hit me like, yo, what were the other hats you wanted to do? And I was like, bro, it's like, it's like, two other hats it was three hats in total and he was like fuck it let's do it and i was like what he was like yeah let's do them i was like shit okay and then he was like um he was like yo why don't you do some milwaukee braves hats and i was like i mean i haven't thought about it because you know i had told the story the other right. two the, the the original three brave hat i told the story with each hat and i didn't have a story 
for the Milwaukee Brave hats. Mm-hmm. So me and Justin collaborated on those stories. And he was like, yo, why don't you do the Milwaukee Braves and the Hawks colorway? Because I wanted, here's the thing, I told him I wanted to do, I wanted to incorporate Hawks and um the the Hawks, not necessarily the Falcons. I like I want to incorporate the Hawks, but I don't want to do an NBA hat. I want to okay. do an MLB hat. He was like, yo, why don't you just do the crossover? Why don't you do the Braves hats and the Hawks colorways and your favorite Hawks jersey? And I said, oh shit, you're right. right. So boom, we came up with the Brave Hawks hat. And then he was like, yo, in addition, since since Trey Young is over, is is on the Hawks and he's doing so good, let's do a peace tree. Let's do a hat that represents the peace tree jersey. And then that's how we got the Manolo on peace tree hat. That's dope. And that's how I got my first collab with Hat Club. It was just me and Justin bullshitting and came up with it. He showed the hats to John, who showed them to Ryan. And one thing I like about Hat Club, if they call you for a collab and you design the hat, even if they don't like the hats, they're going to make the hat you want. They're not going to say, yo, you should do this, Manolo. You should, right. like, like, okay, like for instance, I had the Yankee hats that I told you I'm doing to tell my my my, my origin story. That was supposed to be the sports world. That was mm-hmm. a sports world collab. Oh, the, the, in sports world in Jamaica Ave, New York City, right? Right. Okay. When I mocked up the hat and sent it to sports world, they didn't like it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And they tried to change it. And I was like, that ain't how that worked. <laughs> I just ain't his deal. I immediately <laughs> called me. It's like, it's Sports World Pass on the collab. You want to do it? They was like, hell yes. Right. Hell yes. Oh, and man. That's crazy. They were like, yes, we want to do it. Right. So now that collab I'm doing under LHD, which is Lids Hat Drop, which is the new activation that I'm creative director over. Look, we're gonna, let, I, all right. So let, let me do okay. this. We're speaking. No, no, we're speaking. No, no, no. Let me do this because I want to be very respectful of your time. And right. I know we, we this feels for, for me, uh, you might do this all the time, but for me, I do a lot of conversations. This feels very familiar. Okay. And, and when I say familiar in a good way, like, like, like almost like, you know what I'm saying? Like we good. Like we'll probably too comfortable. Like we're going to say something we shouldn't say. Comfortable. Right. 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 Um, right, right, right. Okay. And that's a, that's a blessing. Um, but let me ask two, uh, two questions and I, and I'll get you out of here. Maybe we'll be able to do a part two down the okay. road. Cause this is, this is phenomenal. Um, where you see the culture now, you already mentioned some other names. Um, that you were talking about, like J Tips, yourself, mm-hmm. um, the people that were, you know, a, a lot of the, um, even if it's you talking about T Mark or the views from the Volt guys, mm-hmm. um, do you kind of see, like, correct me if I'm wrong, I look at that and I'm starting to see in my mind, like, uh, the, what, what, what Virgil and Jerry and um, D, um, What's the brother out of Chicago? Uh, Don C. Like mm-hmm. w- when we looked at that sneaker, and then that like that wave came in. Mm-hmm. Do you feel like right now we're in a, in a in a wave that starts to have that you're a part of, right? Like legitimately right. a part of. Do you feel that way, or does it feel different? No, I feel that way. So let's just be real about it. I don't have no problem saying names. 
You got J Tips, you got T Mark, you got me, right? We're the top three collaborators. Okay. I can't think of anybody else collaboration wise and quote unquote influence wise. I don't like using the word influence. The reason I don't like using the word influence is because I'm not an influencer. I say that because I can convince, like, I can convince you. I like, I've convinced people who's never put on a Braves hat and who hates the Braves to wear Braves hats, mm-hmm. right? So let's just say I have people who die hard Yankee fans who hate the Braves. I designed a collection that influenced them to wear Braves hats, mm-hmm. but I cannot influence them enough to get them to stop wearing Yankee hats. Mm-hmm. If I can get them to stop wearing Yankee hats, that's a true influence. I'm only part-time influence. So when people call themselves influencers, I don't, it's bullshit to me because you can get me to do something good, but you cannot get me to do something bad. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? I, feel, I so, understand what you're saying. Right. So you got me, you got T-Mark, you got j I can't think of anybody else collaboration-wise who's above us in the collaboration game. And that sounds cocky. I hate sounding like that, but fuck it. I no, but I, 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 right. I, I understand and where you're coming at, and you're right. Right. So Jay Tips is, he, 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 he's King Kong of, of collaborators. He's mm-hmm. the one with the most motion right now. Then you mm-hmm. got T-Mark. You got to understand, these, these are New York. They have New York on, on their back. Smash. They on have New smash. York on their back. Yes. Right. They have it on Smash. And that's where the culture is. Let's not play like the uh, NoHo Nation isn't the reason behind the hype of everything. You got right. Tab, you got Naughty, you got uh, Blue Brim, you got Saucy. You got, all, the, uh, all New Yorkers. All New Yorkers. You got right. HK Billy. You got all the all the female. It's all New York. So okay. they have more support than I do. Even though everybody out there fuck with me, they're not fucking with me like how they fucking with T-Mark and JTX. So for me to even be in the conversation, I feel like I can hold my nuts a little bit. You know what mm. I mean? I can hold my mm. nuts on people a little bit, right? Okay, cool. So you got that, right? And like you said, we're the Virgils and the Doncies and the whoever the hell else. The Jerry. Yeah, Lewis. yeah. I'm just, just if we're looking at kind of this right. recent sneak, I mean, there are different right. waves, right? Different time right. periods have different right. waves. Right. Both right. of us, but, I think both of us are old enough now in hip hop to remember, you know, waves that were different. Like, you know what I'm right. saying? Like, even before that predates that. But, right. the, uh, you know, just for, for clarification's sake, in regard right. to it, it feels similar. It does. It feels very similar. It feels like we're taking the hat world in that direction. Right. Right. Where these these big brands, your you, you leaves, your hat clubs, your uh, my fittest, who I believe are the best storytellers, my fittest. Um, so I will put them in a conversation, but they're not collaborating because they're the store and the owners designing these dope ass hats. So um, you got these big stores, which I do got a, a my fitness collab coming. Um, you got these <laughs> these big stores that I said earlier are like brands, right? And they're collaborating with freelance artists like me, right. Tips and Mark, right? Right. So it, it does create that 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 aura, and and we're releasing panic hats. We're we're creating these hyped hats, and hats were never hyped like this before. Never right? like this time right now is some of the most hype in the history. It's right. never been done before. So that's why it it's also feels very it feels right. very. And again, 
this 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 new culture of hats it's fairly new you got to think justin put out the first pink bottom in 2018 and they gave him resistance about that but he got that motherfucker in there he snuck it in there you know what i mean and it created they 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 lined up for and ever since the shit was history without look without the pink bottom and people people are going to argue and say this still would have happened. No, the fuck it wouldn't have happened. It would not have happened without the pink box. You don't think so? It, 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 no, it just is what it is. You can you can argue up and down that it would have. That what's going on right now right. in the hat in this community that we've built, you can argue that it could have happened without the pink bottom. And we can do woulda, coulda, shouldas all day, but the facts are it happened because of the pink bottom. It's it's like saying you can argue that there would have been hip hop without Cool Herc, right? But exactly. But Cool Herc, but they but they had to have the party in the Bronx and Cedric to have a starting point. You get it? Okay. It it is what it is. We can argue all day that it would have happened without this. But the fact is that it did happen. It happened because of the pink bottom and the oxy. Right. So I just had to stop. Give no, I, I don't even know. I love it. I love it. Let me ask question. Let me ask question Point. number two because um, I do want to talk extensively. So you can, it'll be a two part because I do want you to talk extensively what you're doing now with lids and how this okay. has come full circle for you. Okay. Um, but the way you describe brands and stores, like stores yeah. and brands, here's the thing. That, here's the thing that people. Because, like, so somebody like me in Virginia and Richmond, we have a ton of lids. We have no hat club presence. We might have it down in D.C. or, or New I'm not sure. Um, right. But the hat club presence is not a thing. It took me this kind of what you're talking about, this kind of boom and wave for me to really understand, like, oh, snap, hat club is a store. <laughs> hat, club is, right. hat club is based in Arizona. You know what I mean? And then the NoHo store is doing all of these things, like, you know what I mean? Like this ground zero. But it took, like, I had to learn all of that. Like, I knew where Lids is. Like, you go right. to Lids and you know what I'm saying. Um, right. So for you to have those types of collaborations and then make this announcement that, yo, I'm at the Lids headquarters. They snatched me up. I'm, you know, I've signed a deal. Almost like you got your Rockefeller right. chain. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> and now, and now, yeah. um, and now you and um, forgive me if I say it wrong. Munfu, um, yeah. was was both at the same time. Y'all made y'all Rockefeller announcements on the same day, I believe. Same day, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. um, how does that work in the sense of like when you know Kanye or Jerry leave Nike and go to Adidas? Y'all ain't going back to Nike. <laughs> So when, okay. so when you already said though, like you've already bigged up, we've bigged up Hat Club a lot during this whole conversation. Yeah, just yeah. Eat, and rightfully so, rightfully so. Love to them. I mm-hmm. love to have them on the show. But yeah. you just signed. You got this Rockefeller chain now from Lids. What does this yeah. mean? How did this come full circle? Does that mean you can? You know, how does that work for all of okay. the stuff that you're doing? Okay, Lids. This is this. This is how it works. Lids reached out to Munfu first. They offered him the job. He was only going to be, he was going to be the only person doing it. 
Oh wow. Liz decided, yo, why don't we get why don't we get someone else? Why don't we get someone else to do it? And we'll have two people doing the same thing, but speaking to two different audiences. So Munfu has a large YouTube yes. presence. Yes. Um, I, I have, which I didn't even know. Right. I, I watched watch views from the vault, but I didn't. I had it took me a second to learn about the whole reviews right. and YouTube, and so shout out to right. him. Right. So also, he's like he's a YouTube god, right? So he's the one who helped views from the vault, giving them all the pointers on what to do and blah blah blah. Because views from the vault didn't include him; it was just Jason, uh, uh, uh Pierre, and um, Leon. Leon. Right. They later it was, it was actually Peon. Pierre and Leon, right? And then they bought yeah. in Jason and uh, Jason in month. Yeah. So, so they um. And full disclosure, I'm talking like I know these folks. I don't. I've only I've only interviewed Jason. I just know from following, like you know what I'm saying, from doing my yeah. research. Right. So, Muffu has so much knowledge for him because he's just a helpful motherfucker. And um, they was like, "Yo, do you want to be on the show?" Like, yeah, okay, cool. All right, so. He's a personality. Andre's a personality. He's a goddamn fool. So Liz reached out to him, offered him the gig, and he hit me like, yo, Liz just just, 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 just offered me this shit. Do you think I should take it? So I was like, all right, have you talked to him, got the breakdown yet? He was like, I haven't gotten the breakdown. I'm going to talk to them tomorrow. So I said, let's just talk about it tomorrow. Um, because he know I'd be on my business shit. So he called me the next day, gave me all the details. I said, yeah, sounds good. Right. He said, all right, fuck it. I'm going to sign the deal. I'm like, all right, cool. That same day, Liz hit me and offered me the same thing. So I hit Andre. I said, yo, is this what they sent to you? Now, now keep in mind, Liz did not know that me and Andre knew each other. Again, I, hey, I was when I'm, I was going to ask, but I was like, so how did, like, how did that have you told me about the note? But y'all cool like that, too. How does this happen? They didn't know. I'm going to tell you how me and Andre got cool. I'm in Fitted Hat Society. That's the Facebook group. That's the biggest Fitted Hat Facebook group. Yep. Um, yep. Right. I'm in Fitted Hat Society. So I'm in Fitted Hat Society. I'm posting. When I first joined the group, I started posting my clothes and shit. And, you know, because I'm a whole whole nigga out here. I'm not reading no rules. I'm posting whatever the hell I want to post. And if you ban me back, okay, so I post the clothes. They're like, yo, Nolo. So the admin hit me like, yo, Nolo, this isn't a clothing group. You can't post clothes. <laughs> I think I'm smart, right? So I'm posting clothes to match fitted hats. So I'm like, oh, okay, I didn't know that. I'm like, oh, I didn't know. I didn't know. <laughs> That's hilarious. But, like, but look, the admin is like, yo, I'm not going to lie. I like it. It, 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 it. It's bringing something different to the group. So just keep doing it. And if the other admins complain, I'll just tell them, fuck off. Okay. Well, I'm like, all right, cool. So I wanted to start doing YouTube. So I started doing my little Ranky Dean YouTube channels. And again, that's what Andre does. So Andre just takes the initiative and he just hits me up like, yo, what's good? He hits me up on Facebook like, yo, what's good? I'm like, what's up? He's like, nothing. <laughs> I'm I love like, this. Up? I love it. He's like, like, uh, was like what? what's good? Right. I'm like, what's up? <laughs> He's like, nothing. I'm like, all right, so what you hitting me for? He's like, 
you should do YouTube. And I'm like, well, I just started a channel. He was like, yeah, I saw your videos look pretty crispy, but you need to do this, 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 this. And I'm like, well, who the fuck are you? He's like, he's like, here's my channel. And I go to his channel. I'm like, oh, fuck, he knows what he's talking about. So I'm like, all right, I'm going to listen to him. And I started doing what he was telling me to do in my views. Subscribers went up and then we just clicked from there. That's right? amazing. That's so, amazing. And that's the same thing he did with uh, Views from the Vault. <laughs> he started over doing YouTube videos and he just hit him like, hey, you should do this, 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 and watch what happens. And the shit took off. That's crazy. So that's how me and Andre met. So, anyway, so back to the contract. Back to the contract. Yeah, back to Lids. So I'm like, yo, did they hit you with this? He's like, yeah, but they hit me on some hat shit. And they hitting you on some Jersey shit and some hat shit. And I'm like, okay. So I was like, yo, we need to let them know that we know each other. So we let them know that we know each other. They're like, oh shit, that's crazy. That's even better because the chemistry is going to be, because me and Andre at this point, we buddy buddy. You know what I'm saying? Right. So they're like, oh shit, the chemistry is going to be dope. So me and Andre, I said, all right, cool. Well, just give me and Andre a couple of days to, to, to talk about it. You know what I mean? And We'll negotiate the numbers. So we negotiated the numbers. We came to an agreement and we decided to sign sign a deal, right? Um, and basically what we're basically what Lids is doing. To make a long story short, we're creating another Lids. We're creating another Lids and we're catering to the culture that we've created now. Mm-hmm. Lids is a very big huge. Lids is the number one hat selling store in the world. Yeah, they it's, sell it's, more. It's, it's they, ubiquitous, monster. This is going to sound crazy. They sell more hats than New Era. Yeah, no, I understand. Right, it okay. doesn't sound crazy. Right, they got so, to deal with fanatics and all that too, right? Right, right. So what ends up happening with big, big, big corporations? Right, you got investors, you got all these partners, you got everything. You have to appeal. To the average consumer, not to a special consumer. Right. Right now in the hat world, in the community that the space that we're living in, we're considered special consumers. Mm-hmm. Right. Hat club, not, not not hat club. Lids, lids has to cater to the average consumer. Right. Average consumer is who's going to make you billionaire. They're going to make you a billion dollar. Sure. Right. So. The hats, they have to be careful with what they're putting in their brick and mortars, in their stores. They have to create a product that in a room of 10 people, at least seven people in that room would buy that product. Right? Right. I get you. They said, that's fine. That's perfect. That's that's amazing. Shit, that's amazing. But they also said, you know what? We want to live in that space that you're living in, too. So now we're going to design hats for the special consumers, for the specialty, the novelty consumer. And that's what we're creating over at Lids. We're creating this space of fashion hats. So it's what it is, is, and this is dope. It's super dope. And I think they've got the right people for the job. But it's, it, it, it goes back for us, like, goes back to sneakers in the sense of, you know, like you said, that big giant, like Nike, 
what they've done with the sneaker app is right. is absolutely phenomenal in creating the hype and the paint. The sneaker app, the sneaker app, like the sneakers app and the shoes they release on that app is what of their GDP. Very small. Exactly. Exactly. Right. They right. don't release all of their right. shoes on there. They don't release white right. Air Force ones on sneakers no. app. No, it's just so it's it's, it's a, this is this is what we're carving out, and they like I said, they I think they got the right people for the job, but they and that's exactly out what it is. What, it's, what, it's a, what has happened here? The hats that we release on Lids Hat Drop on LHD, you're not going to be able to go into a lid store and buy those hats, right? Just, so now, just, let, let me ask this because again, like go back to the a little bit of the original question when you eat the deal and make the make the announcement and. And don't, I love I, I'm just a Rockefeller guy, so I love the Rockefeller chain thing. Right, right. Do right. you get do you get a call from Hat Hat Club or Sports World or something and be like, yo, what like you look like now now you're now look what what happens yeah. now? The only people that reached out to me was Hat Club because Hat Club in the look in the fashion hat space, Hat Club's King Kong, right? Right. They're King Kong, right? I had a collab with King, with King Kong. I have more collabs coming with King Kong, right? So there's not like a, a, I don't know if you're a wrestling guy. It's not a WWE, AEW thing where like where the wrestler goes over to AEW, they can't come back like. No, okay. it's not. Okay. okay. Now, of course, Hat Club think is that. That's what they thought it was. They was like, yo, so like, how does this affect our relationship? And I'm like, it doesn't. Because I was very clearly, it's like, yo, I got, you know, I got collabs coming with other stores. And that was like, shit, okay. Right. I was they like, just, so that's no problem. They, like, they, no just, problem. they just want in. They just yeah. want to be in the Manolo, the, the Nolo Prado business. How do we yes. get in? Yes. So that was like, okay. You, you were like, what you saying that for? I'm like, oh, I just want to make sure that there's no kind. They was like, no, we got collabs coming. I was like, yeah. It was like, he was like, do the collabs. Do them. Any you fear. Because you were you're very careful about, you know, you were saying about just how you release stuff and how you move any fear about right. oversaturation, like, you know, multiple collabs, multiple yeah. companies, any fear about oversaturation? No, 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 I'm not. Here's, here, here's how you got to look. Here's how I look. Right now, and I may be wrong on this number, I'm going to say there's about realistically, there's probably about 20, let's just say, fuck it, I'm going to just say like 40,000. There's like 40,000 active fashion hat collectors. Panic Collect- hat collectors. Collectors, right. okay. okay. Right. Actively, right? We're not ordering 40,000 hats. Okay. You know, 2,000 hats, 1,200 hats. No matter how many collabs I do, we're never going to make 40,000 hats. Mm-hmm. So there can never be an over. The only way you oversaturate is through pre order. It's funny, too, because I was, uh, you may have heard this philosophy. I was, it's a business, it's a business book. I'm not going to quote the, the individual on this pod only because uh, I, I, I kind of read this book. You know how you read something and you only believe like not like you believe like 90% of it is BS. Right. And then there's like 10. So 
but there's a there there's a part of it in business that goes that they didn't like oversaturation is not real it's not a real thing and they right. were saying that now here's the thing they were saying because most people's problem they, now you may be in a different category but mm-hmm. most people when i'm talking to my people like my friends they're like oh man it's like independent artist a right with with, with hip-hop bro, with, bro. right independent sorry. hip-hop bro. artist a made his albums like man i don't i don't want to be everywhere i don't want to drop too much and it's like and i'm listening to this book and it's like you know the problem isn't oversaturation the problem is nobody knows who you are <laughs> yeah, again, that's, you're, that's, in, you're in a problem. different you're in a different category but it was like yeah. it, like I'm drinking Pepsi right now. Do you think Pepsi's oversaturated? Everybody knows right. what Pepsi is. You're still gonna go to the store tomorrow and buy a Pepsi. <laughs> so it's like it's yeah. not it's not that problem. Look. So so in the business of hats, when it comes to oversaturation, like I said, I don't think there'll ever be oversaturation unless you open up a pre-order, because when you open up a pre-order, those forty thousand collectors can all get the hat. If all forty thousand people get the hat. You, you, you haven't oversaturated yourself. What you did was you killed your hype because after the 40,000 people buy the hat, you still got the new people who's coming in because every day new collectors sure. are coming. So you can never, there's never oversaturation because there's always more people that's going to want the hats. There's a kid who just turned 13 who just got into hats. Now he's a collector. He may have missed the pre-order, right? He right. may have missed the pre-order. So boom, now you have one person who don't have the hat. So now you're not oversaturated. Because now you got one, and then you got the next 13-year-old. Then you got a 25-year-old. Then you got people who say, yo, Nolo, you the only reason I start collecting hats. So now you got that person, and so on and so on. So as far as oversaturation, yes, but killing the hype and killing the buzz and killing the um i don't want to say profitability but i'm gonna say um your buyer's mark you can do that you can kill that let let me ask this let me ask this and i'll I'll get you out of here but this has been uh it's been a a wonderful conversation and a blessing um i'm talking to you from richmond virginia like you said you're in atlanta you've been doing all things up and down all over and now with this last deal with lids it's going to be almost you know when did you realize, particularly with hats, because not like we, I know you've been making money with design for a yeah. long time. When did you realize with hats was like, man, this wave might be different. Like I'm starting to get, I'm starting to get messages I never got before. I'm going to tell you. It was when they previewed my Dirty South, South Got Southern State Collection. You know, they get the hats. And this is before John, you know, John, he takes those, those, those infamous hats. Okay. He those infamous of, of the hat club hats. He wasn't doing that. He wasn't doing those then. And they were actually just doing photo shoots. So they did a photo shoot with my hats. And when they posted the preview of the hats, my DM went crazy. And I said, oh, shit. I said, what, what, what? Now, now, when I say crazy, it didn't go as crazy as it did after the hat sold out. Right. But it went crazy in the sense that I got like 108 DMs that day, mm-hmm. right? Just about hats, not about clothes, just about hats. And I was like, 
hats. Like, yo, these people wore, I hit Justin, like, yo, Justin, these folks want these hats. He was like, yeah, man, they should sell out. Uh, <laughs> you know, Justin, Justin, like, you know, I Justin, love it. Right, I love Justin, it. He's not going to talk your head off. Like, I'm going right. to talk your head off. Justin, right. not talk your head. He's like, yeah, they should do pretty good. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> and I'm like, how long do you think they're going to take? He was like, I was like, you think it's going to take like two, three days to sell out? He was like, two, three days? He was like, mm, I'll give it about an hour. I was like, an hour? I was like, hour? I was like, my hat's not selling out in no fucking hour. It, was, was, like, it a li- was it a line? Did they do the line? It was a line out the street, like out the store for him? No, COVID hit. There was no line. No whole uh... So I was really spooked. Because there okay. was a poster release in store. I think. Have you, so have you ever had that? One of your hats in the the because because of COVID, you've never That's had the that. Because no, because I'm I'm, I'm I'm assuming that also has to be surreal. To be yeah, like, yo, that, people that, are outside, lined, lined up, up for something. I. That's gotta. That's gotta feel crazy. It is an unreal feeling. It, it's a moment. It's a moment and you sit back and you be like, oh shit, this is really happening. It's a thousand people out there who don't know who the hell I never met me. I don't know who they are. They only know me from my Instagram. But they're lined up to buy something that I created. That's, that's crazy. A that's a moment. That's crazy. That's a moment. Man, all right, Manolo, let me tell you, this has been a pleasure and a blessing. I hope you've enjoyed it. Again, I'm sure we left so much on the table, just because okay. I can just I can just tell from from having conversations with you how much uh, how much we've left on the table. Hopefully, we'll be able to get um, you know a part two, and when you're doing some new stuff, and when when you're when when all of this stuff comes on, uh, we we could we could do some 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 quick some quick hitters, some quicker hitters, if you will. Yeah. Tell everybody where uh, where they can find everything you're doing how what's the best way to keep up with everything you're working on instagram instagram okay. facebook i'm not that heavy on twitter as i used to be but instagram if you follow my instagram you're going to know everything i am doing everything through instagram that is my platform that i use the most um that's where i make the most of my living from and um i'm gonna tell you facebook hat groups and instagram I'll, I'll, I'll be revealing everything. And I told Lids, hey, Lids, you got to understand I'm kind of a transparent person and, and sometimes I don't know how to hold my tongue. It was like, hey, just be you. We don't want you to change. We don't want you. If you got to tell some of our business, tell some of our fucking business. You know what I mean? Um, that's why we picked you because your personality, we like the way you move. So you... Never you, you, change. You Never change. Everything. Yeah, you, you know everything through Instagram. Craziest person you've ever seen wearing your hat. Ooh. Hmm. That is a good question. Craziest person I've ever seen. Wearing... And not crazy, yeah, not crazy person, but somebody that you've seen got that hat that's yours that you're like, yo, that's crazy. Um, ooh, that's a good question. Probably Ariana Grande. What? What? That's huge. That's different. That's like you're talking about top five Instagram accounts, right? Of like that's crazy. That's but think about that. That's crazy. Yeah. 
my homeboy, he's a big, huge music producer. He like produced like her whole album. And I guess she she took his shit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And was So that I'm I'm probably say that. Um who is else? there is there one that's the most uh personal to you? Like I don't know if you know Ariana Grande, but is there one that's like Yo, that's I always remember a story where uh, Jay Z came to a, a Kevin Hart show. Um, I think he told it on Breakfast Club oh, or something yeah, like that. He told that story. And, yeah. and he was like, "Yo," but that's when Kevin Hart was like, "Yo, I I might have, I might have like you know what I'm saying?" Because because that, that was somebody in his culture that was close to him that was like, "Right." Is there is there one that you were just like you, when you when when either you got hit off a message or somewhere it was like, "Yo," that hit me in the chest like. Um, this is, yo, yo, this is, this is true. Uh, this is going to, it's not even crazy, but it is crazy. It's, it's, how can I say this without making this a racial thing? No, it's all right. You can be, I'm black. I can't not do it. I'm 100% black. Like, I'm good. Jason, 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 me, when he reached out to me, to ask me to do an interview to talk about my hats. Mm. That was a moment for me. Mm. Because Jason's like the whitest of the white guys. <laughs> He's like white, white. Right. <laughs> yeah, that's, my, that's good buddy. That's good buddy, though. That's my guy. I like him a lot. Right. So I'm like, okay, cool. You want to interview me? But then when he goes on and telling me about the like how he loves the collection and like the peace tree hat is like his first side patch hat and it's my favorite hat in my collection and that shit that was crazy to me and then Pierre Pierre yeah he got my hats again super white dude right these are people <laughs> when I'm making my stuff these aren't the people that I think sure. are gonna want my product <laughs> These are the people that I'm catering to when I'm designing my product. So when Jason hit me and told me that the peace tree was his favorite hat, and then Pierre called me, right? Pierre calls me and say, Manolo, I need five of your hats. I need all five hats. And I'm like, well, don't this you might, have this might this might be inside baseball because I'd be wondering how they get every how they get everything so fast. Right. <laughs> how they get everything. Right. So he hits me. He hits me because 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 he was a client of mine. He I made up some uh some Bosox stuff for him. So he hits me like, yo, I need all five of your hats. And I say, well, you already got them. And he was like, yeah, I know. He's like, I never double up on hats, but this is probably my favorite collection to date. And I I, I gotta have two sets of them. And that 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 it was that's when it's like, oh, oh, because here's the thing, man. I've had clothing lines. I've had a few clothing lines that did pretty well. And they catered to all kinds of people, right? Mm-hmm. But I don't never see them. You know what I mean? I just, I put the shirt up on the website. They buy the shirt. I make the shirt. I ship them the shirt. And then I go from that Instagram account to my Instagram account. And then I'm back on my Instagram account. So to see that, because the hat world is, the hat world consists of different kind of collectors and different groups of, of collectors. Everybody collect for different reasons. And these collectors all look different. The collector that I was catering, that I thought I was catering to were the collectors that looked like me. Yeah. 
Absolutely. So when I find out that all these other collectors are into it, that was a moment for me. And um, the, yeah, that was a moment for me. And I hope that didn't sound like crazy. No, but no. It's, like, uh, it, if it, you it, see Jason, he's like the whitest of the white guys. He's like, he's like the real white guy. So for him, like those are like, that's like, oh shit moments for me. And that's I just think, being real. But I think, being the, real. I think the beauty of what you're describing is you can take, you can take extreme pride in designing something for people that are similar to you, that look like you and have your background. And I think the idea of what you're describing, the beauty of it is you did that. So you stayed authentic to yourself but it transitioned exactly. your, your own, you know, you transitioned your own kind of niche, you know, your own like community. And it started yeah. to make an impact to folks that you never thought you would even be able to touch. But exactly. the fact that you were able to do it without compromise, I think is where it's where it really makes a difference because anybody yeah. like I talk about, um, I talk to my friends all the time in regards to like, like this, this YouTube interview and anything that, you know, we're, we would do on a blog or anything from Richmond, Virginia may not be, uh, may not be relative to folks outside of Richmond, like outside of the people that know me and know the stuff. But the idea was like, I was like, Oh, if I wanted to get big on Instagram, I could put cat videos up. I could be real. I could be hella popular putting cat videos up. I don't care about cat videos. So it was like, I want to be able to do the things that's authentic to me. And hopefully if people relate to it and the idea that you're able to stay authentic to what you're designing and what you're making and what you're building. And then, you know, these, it hits this community and it hits this community, it hits this community and you haven't had to compromise or change or, or sacrifice what you're building. That's, that's real special, man. That's awesome. That's a beautiful thing, man. And I didn't even think about that. Like, yeah, I mean, yeah, man, that's, Hey man, that shit is four tough to me, man. I think it's amazing, man. Like it's amazing. Well, it's and the, I don't the, think so good. I don't think some people appreciate that. I don't think I, some people. I don't. I don't think some of the creatives appreciate that. I think it's hard. I think you have to have a different perspective to step out of yourself, right? While you're while you're in full ground. And I think what a lot of people are, are, are you know, and, and let's just be, let's keep it 1,000 too. I think the other side of that, that coin is a lot of people need that chip to, to be motivated to keep that grind going, right? Yeah, that's true. So when you have that chip of, I still have places that, and I think everybody has like, oh, I have these aspirations. I have places I want to go. and have, But it's real hard to even be able to accept compliments when, you've got that chip, like, you know what I mean? Somebody will be like, yo, I'm yeah. really, like, if somebody stopped you and was like, yo, I'm really proud of you. Like, I'm really proud of you. You almost feel uncomfortable, right? Like, like, all right, bro. Like, <laughs> right, stop. And because you look at it like, yo, I got all these things I still got to do, right? And so I think for you to be able to start to even recognize, like, yo, I'm doing all of this stuff and this is dope. Like it's yeah. dope that this is this is going on. I think those types of perspectives, um, it, it, you know, that's going to help. But I also think that it's 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 different. Like it's a different type of mindset to keep it going. Um, yeah, that's okay. 
with that said, man, I'm going to let you go. I really appreciate this conversation, man. I'm going to be glued into to the Instagram and everything that you're doing. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, Manolo Prado, this is the Cheats Movement Zoom conversation. You will be able to find this on uh, the Cheats Movement podcast. You'll be able to find it on YouTube. I'll also probably put it up on the cheatsmovementblog.com. I know we've been slacking a little bit on the on the actual blog work, but we're going to get back into it. It's been a lot of good things, a lot of good things going on. But uh, the world's starting to open back up. And uh, with that, you'll start to see a little bit more of what we're doing. So until next time, everyone, yo, we see it. <laughs>